0: The voice of hope in terrible times, and uh, so if you weren't here, just say this: in uh, the you know we're in an unprecedented two-year worldwide uh, craziness and pressure that has touched every continent, has destroyed you know trillions of dollars in uh, family business income and and just normal working-class people income. Many have died from sickness. Many have died from you know, side effects and and after effects and, and of course there's wars everywhere and so this is no big surprise. Paul wrote to Timothy 3.1, in the last days there'll be terrible times, perilous times, dangerous times, fierce times and we're there, you know, so our question is, Do we think it's the eve of destruction, I won't sing it this week, but, or could this be the dawning, not of the age of Aquarius, but of an age of worldwide revival and outpouring in Jesus, I'd say yes, and so, you know, like we, I won't even go through the laundry list of things we've endured, but the... uh, the you know the challenge is don't be a thermometer that you're able to talk about how bad it is. Be a thermostat that you're able to change the atmosphere, the temperature, and the the you know the very feeling of what's around you. That you're carrying a, a you're carrying a circle of glory around you. And if anyway, God who who said let shine, light shine in the darkness has has said in our hearts, let light shine. He's enlightened our hearts so that the light of his glory that's found in the face of Jesus Christ would come out of our lives, amen. So um, Romans 8.18, 8, 18, just a little verse there that kind of ties last week to this week, which no one else needs except me, I realize that. Romans 8.18, Paul was, said, I consider that the sufferings of this present time, which are massive, I mean, we might not be in it intensely, but that's a big statement. The sufferings of this present time, it's global and it's for all time, this statement, of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us, and, and you could translate the glory that's reve- that is, is to be revealed into us, and so we're gonna go after that. And so our basic instruction for all time, but especially this time, is to open our mouth. Don't be canceled by depression or despair or pressure. Uh, This is the will of God. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Interestingly, all those things require using your mouth. That's good. Some people go like, yay, I get to talk. Other people are like, I just like to be quiet, you know. Anyway, the, uh, but, but God st- created the universe with vocalization. Genesis 1, 2, and God said, Vayomer Elohim, and everything came into being. And so it is the same. In the beginning was the word, and now the word is in you <laughs> and me. Oh, glory to God. But it's very important that in struggle and in in pressure that we realize that vision, what we see, and voice, what we say, go together. And so um, Jeremiah was overwhelmed in his time by the grief of the destruction of Zion, the promised city of peace, Jerusalem, the city of God, but, he, but in the midst of his deep despair, you should read Lamentations. It'll make you feel better because it actually is a journey to hope out of grief. But the, uh, the, and it's severe grief. But he changed his focus and found hope during this time of destruction. I'll read it quickly, Lamentations 3.20. My soul, he's talking about his grief. My soul continually remembers and it is bowed down within me. And that's what happens. I mean, some things are so traumatic, we get post traumatic stress disorder. And so part of that disorder is we keep going back to the pain. We, keep, we can't get it out of our mind, we can't get it out of our heart. Uh, okay, no rabbit trail, Star. But, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. So he's calling something different to mind, not his trauma, he's calling something different. And here it is, verse 22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him, because what he did is, with destruction all around him, he focused on that which can never be destroyed, that the steadfast love of Yahweh, the self-existent one, pours forth forever. It will never cease. Thank you, Jesus. And so we have similar instructions in the New Testament. John wrote, 1 John 3, Behold, see, look at, gaze upon the kind of love, 1 John 3, 1, the Father has given to us that we would be called the children of God. And you can unpack that, you can, like if you wake up in the night and you're worried, it's a great thing to just say, wait a minute, I'm not gonna dwell on all my problems, my anxieties, my regrets, my depression, I'm gonna behold the kind of love that transformed me and everyone who puts their faith in me into, the image of God that makes us children of God. This is the love of the Father. Even if you never had an earthly father or you had only an abusive father, when we behold this kind of love, it does something, it it changes us, it testifies to us, and then it says in verse three, everyone who, who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure, so it actually releases the power of God within us to purify. Wow, I mean, this is really wild. So we're living in a toxic mess, we, by, by gazing upon this, we actually detoxify our own self and create a wholesome, safe, glory zone around our life. Yes. Boy, I am a little bit yelly today, but that's okay. Okay, so, but what we're giving voice to is the victory and the promises. Romans 8.31 asks this very important question, what shall we say to these things? You know, all the problems and all the promises. What shall we say? And he asks, he asks five questions. He who, did, he who did not spare his own son, how will he not give us graciously give us all things? It, well, if God is for us, who can be against us? That's, that's the main topic. There it is upon the screen. If God is for us, then what does it matter who's against us? If you have God for you, it doesn't matter how many Enemies, you have Psalm 3, you know, though an, an army encamps around about me, I'll lay me down to sleep, for the Lord sustains me. It's just life. Okay. And then we have this issue. Who's, verse 33 Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It doesn't matter. Because God is defending you. Who shall condemn? Christ Jesus is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword, mandates, shutdowns, all kinds of crazy things. No, in all these things, verse 37, we are more than conquerors. Can you say that? More than conquerors. Through him. Not in like we're hot stuff, but it's through him. And, but he is this through us. It's communion, it's glory. And shikaba. okay, um, that is Mozambican for, Heidi's gonna be here in two weeks. Okay, uh, <laughs> verse four. A time, but we're living in this time of propaganda. So that's what we, we want to focus on: this is the propaganda and our faith and our declarations and prayers that overcome it. We're alive in a time of great contending, and it's, but here's the good news: it's a history-making hour. It's a turning. For the earth. And it's a time of birthing, revival, awakening, and possibly reformation of culture. Like we have to recognize not the threats, but the opportunities because God hasn't called us to focus on the threats. He's called us to focus on the opportunities. And so we're in a time of turning, and the Holy Spirit. You know, it's a time of birthing, the Holy Spirit is leaving, leading us out of survival mentality into revival mentality. I know that sounds like a preacher cliche, but it's true. And in the words of Isaiah 60, verse 1, it's time to arise and shine, know that our light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. All of us, but you individually. For behold, darkness covers the earth, thick darkness of people's, lots of problems. But the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you and nations shall come to your light. You see what's happening? It's a time of darkness and God's gonna release his glory and that glory light upon you will draw nations to you. It's a word for you, Marcus. <laughs> it really is. It's uh, so um, you know. This is what God does in times of great darkness. His glory rises upon His people, and and we're the we're in birth contractions. We're in the birth contractions of the greatest revival the world has ever seen. The question is, will it be born? It revivals at hand. We could reach out and touch it. Revival happens here and there. It doesn't happen everywhere. You can live in revival even if you think, well, I don't see revival anywhere else. Well, you can see it where you are. See, that's what I'm encouraging you because it's happening all around the world in places, you know, in places. It's like mercy drops around us are falling, but we're praying for the monsoon of a worldwide revival. Okay, why not? It's like, well, we need to be reasonable. Really? Was God reasonable when he said, I have to become a human being to save these poor people. I'm gonna come and give my life for them and for the whole world. Okay. So, so anyway, we wanna, we're gonna look at Hezekiah here because Hezekiah, I mean, Hezekiah was the seventh generation after Jehoshaphat. He was the 12th generation after David. He was living near the end of the kingdom but he was, his heart was toward God like no other king before him that he was the most like David. He actually got rid of the high places, cleansed, cleansed the temple, restored the feast and the priesthood. So Hezekiah was a great reformer. He turned Israel back to God and he was exceptionally faithful to the Lord. Yet in his lifetime, his city, God's city, Jerusalem, was besieged by the evil king of Assyria, Sennacherib. And was faced with certain destruction if God didn't intervene. It's not too different than the, than what we sense if you're really paying attention. What we're seeing around us in America today, and maybe the whole what we've known as the free world. And this, what I'm going to talk about, the this, the record of these events are in 2 Kings chapters 18 and 19, uh, Isaiah chapters 36 and 37, and 2 Chronicles. 32, it might be kind of important that five chapters are, are devoted to the dynamics of his life. Um, Sennacherib, by the way, Sennacherib was the king of Assyria. Sennacherib means the, um, the, uh, the increase of the God, and the God's name in English, it's sin, but it doesn't mean sin like we think of, oh, he was the king of sin, but that word meant hatred. So he was the increase of the promise of hatred. Interestingly, he was the king over Assyria, which the, the name Assyria it com- is related to the, the word Ashur, which means happiness. Isn't this amazing that the king of hatred lived in a land of false happiness? You know, this is like like the evil empire is propagandizing itself as happiness, contentment, fulfillment. Very interesting. So Sennacherib was one of the cruelest conquerors in history. I mean, hate the increase of the God hatred. Um, again, I have to not go on rabbit trails here. But uh, he left terror. He used terror. He was a terrorist, in, you know, in the the seventh and eighth century B.C. and uh, he he attempted to conquer Judah and he attempted to conquer Jer- Jerusalem. And 10 years before his attempt to conquer Judah, a previous king of Assyria had conquered Samaria and taken the people into captivity. But now the Battle of Jerusalem is the background of everything I'm gonna say. And uh, But it, this is where a lot of Isaiah's ministry found its culmination in the reign of Hezekiah. And so a lot of our favorite Jeremiah passages are actually a response to this situation. Isaiah 54, 17, this was a prophetic word he gave during this time. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. So if we're living in a similar time, we're gonna go for the the same kind of word for that. So, but what they were doing, they were resisting relentless propaganda. They weren't, Jerusalem was besieged, but it wasn't really attacked. It was surrounded, but the the weapon that Sennacherib used against it was actually propaganda, and and he sent Rabshakeh, whose name means the the chief prince, so Rabshakeh's job was to propagandize all the scared people sitting on the wall with lies, and he was sent to, he was sent to demoralize. He was the. He was like the secretary of propaganda for the Empire of Sennacherib, and he was sent to demoralize God's people. I'm telling you, we get demoralized in many ways. One of the ways it shows out is in immorality. It's not only a loss of morale, but it's also a loss of morality. The um, and so. Because when you don't have any vision for purpose, you cast off restraint. And you just wanna to go to the land of Asher, of happiness and do whatever makes you feel good. Uh, so, um, he, he, and here's what he used. His weapon was words. He, with his words, he tried to get them to give up, lay down their weapons and surrender the city. He tried to convince Hezekiah and his leaders that God had forsaken them and would not save them. Did you ever feel that way? Maybe. Okay, Rabshakeh represents a demonic assignment against believers, against leaders, even against nations that are trying to stand for godliness. They, they, they get pressured to go with the program. He was the voice of Sennacherib, and it, you could say it was the voice of the devil. He targeted the minds of God's people. He, they said, hey, look, you just give us, just give us the communication. Don't speak in the language Talk Aramaic because they, they it 's a different language than we 're speaking here in Judah where they're speaking Hebrew, and he said, "No, I want them all to hear, so it 's like broadcast all of and he tried to fill the air, he tried to define the narrative and and relentlessly fill the atmosphere with accusations against who God is, against the leaders, and, and he also always exaggerated the impossibility of their situation. So no matter how impossible your situation may appear, if someone tells you it's impossible, that's an exaggeration. Because they don't know who you know. Okay, just saying that. So... Um, but So here's the thing, don't let the enemy get in your head. Don't fill your head with bad news. Because, because our God is a God of hope, so you, when you watch stuff, if you feel like, ooh, that, I took a hit on my hope, my hope tank today, then go fill yourself back up with hope. We, we need to have our armor on, the, the shield of faith, so that it would quench these fiery missiles that the enemy sends at us, Okay, and so, um, and the voice of the enemy will try to convince you that your prayers and decrees have all been for nothing. And, And that in the end, God won't do what he said he would. And this is the voice of the enemy, it tries to, wear you down with accusations, intimidations, frustrations, so that your strength to give birth to revival and fulfill your calling is exhausted and you just go back into survival. Would you agree? Has that ever happened to anybody here? So, and here's the questions that, that are asked. Um, actually, Hezekiah says it in his own words. We won't read those. But is it possible to be pregnant with revival and not have the strength to bring it forth? He said, we've come to the point of birth and we don't have strength to give birth. Is it possible to be pregnant with a miracle answer to our prayers, but it's aborted or stillborn because we give up or we get so distracted with problems that we lose our focus on God and we lose faith in what he said? So I just want to restore us to that. Is it, is it possible to no longer have the strength to stand for the destiny of of your own family, of your own nation, and just give up your destiny because of mental exhaustion. Has that happened to anybody here? Uh, (laughs) But here's the thing, if it only happens temporary, that's called repentance. You come back and you say, God, I believe. I I renew myself, I remind myself of your faithfulness and of the words that have been spoken of promise. So it's very important that the voice of the Lord is louder than the voice of the enemy. So the the defining battle is over which voice is gonna control the narrative. Right now we have the narrative controlled in our media, in our our, uh, entertainment, in our education to a great deal, in our government, in corporations. The narrative is controlled and it's not a narrative that's the word of the Lord, it's against that. And so we need to be strong in this day. Would you say that? We need to listen for the voice of the Lord. Now God loves all the people involved. This is spirit to spirit. This is evil versus good. And so um, it's imperative that we listen for the voice of the Lord because Psalm 29 verse four tells us, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. And so when we hear the voice of the Lord, we go into a different zone. We get delivered from despair, depression, despondency, weakness, laziness, the voice, God's voice always brings victory. So we need to be aware of what our own voices are saying. Do my words line up with the God's word? That's a big question. Do our conversations line up with the conversations going on in heaven? So we need to be alert for that, uh, to the enemy's voice and his nuclear missiles of negativity, hopelessness, and fear that he launches at us. So every day we're assaulted by an antichrist barrage of words. The goal of cancel culture is to get believers, prayer warriors, and reformers to back down, break down, and surrender. See, it's, it's Rabshakeh, just blah blah, 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 blah. Nothing's gonna happen, come on. The battle's not over till you quit, okay? And, <laughs> and even then God will restore you, get you back in the battle. But um, the battle over the voice is fueling, that's why there's so much contention in these last years. We might think it was this guy's fault, or that guy, this woman, that woman's fault, but it's, it's actually the spirit that's, that's stirring this up. And so we, we want to move out of besiegement into breakthrough. And so here's what King Hezekiah did. He, um, he didn't let Ra- Rabshakeh's propaganda steal God's land. He didn't. Instead, he strengthened the city practically. Actually, he built a huge tunnel to make sure they would have water inside, they stopped up all the springs outside. Can you imagine that? If you ever go to Jerusalem and you walk through Hezekiah's tunnel, just know that I mean, not only is this amazing because they did it by hand, they did it from both ends, they met in the middle, it's through solid rock. They did this under a time of incredible, they were besieged by the Assyrians telling them they were toast, they were gonna die, God wouldn't show up for them, and they kept working. So keep be zealous for good works. Don't quit what you're doing because you think the devil has won. Okay, he did it practically, but much more than that, he cried out in prayer and repentance and from this his strength was renewed and then he got prophetic words himself, Second Chronicles 32, 7. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of Assyria and all the horde, the vast horde, that is with him, for there are more with us than with him with him is the arm of flesh, and with us is the Lord our God to help us and fight our battles. Holy Jesus, thank you. And the people took strength, they got confident from the words of Hezekiah. What if you speak words of strength and confidence to the people around you that you feel, man, you're getting discouraged, you're getting, you're getting overwhelmed, I'm just gonna speak the word of the Lord to you, be strong and courageous, don't be afraid or dismayed. Okay. So, um, and those are powerful words, but not only that, as he processed the bad news, he laid it before, I mean, he, he got the bad news, they would send him, like, here's what we're gonna do to you, we're gonna chop you up to pieces, all this stuff. And he would just take this before the Lord, lay it before the Lord, and he, would, and he would pray through all these things and get a different perspective on it, and on top of that, he said, go get Isaiah, see if he has a word from the Lord, and, and I, Isaiah did have a word for the Lord, and so when the prophetic and the royal and the priestly were all working, Working together, there's there's a breakthrough, and, and Isaiah actually gave this bomb of a word that said, you know, in this year you're going to plant, in the third year you're going to eat it, and don't even worry, it's all going to be great. You're going to take root downward, bear fruit upward, all this stuff. It's like what? And he said, then you're not going to have to lift a finger. It's like what? Isaiah, you lost it now. That's got to be false prophecy, and uh, and so, but you know what happened? Because of that, because. You know, the king released the prophet, and the prophet released the word. And then he, a sound of breakthrough was released. And that night, God sent one angel, just one angel, and wiped out 185,000 Assyrians. And, and because of that, Rabshakeh, because Isaiah prophesied they're gonna hear a rumor, they're gonna go back to their own country. Rabshakeh and, and, and King Sennacherib went back to Nineveh, to Assyria, and then, and, they, and then they were killed by their sons. Anyway, so it happened. And uh, it, so I'm just saying, don't give up. So we wanna hear the word of the Lord, we wanna believe, we wanna stand, we wanna position ourselves to seek the Lord, to hear his voice, to put our trust in him, to, that he's gonna be the one who fights for us. Like, we actually don't have to have the strategy because he has it. He can download it to us in chunks. But, w- you know, we, we're gonna see every voice of the accuser cut down. We're gonna see every be- besiegement destroyed, everything stolen, returned in abundance. Amen. Hezekiah's name nee- means God, the Lord, Jehovah, is my strength. And in this time of contending, God's gonna restore our physical strength, our emotional strength, our spiritual strength, so we can fulfill our divine service. This is the will of the Lord. We're going after this. So the voice of the Lord shatters the enemy. This is my last verse. I love this. I remember years ago, Kim Clement, when we were on 13th Street, he, he brought up this scripture, but this is another scripture given to Isaiah during the same time. Isaiah 30, verse 13, and it's a strategy for us today. And this is, I'm reading from the NIV because it says it so well. The voice of the Lord will shatter Assyria. False happiness. With his scepter he will strike them down. Every stroke, by the way, the the band should show up here. Every stroke the Lord lays on them with his punishing rod will be to the sound, to the music of tambourines and hearts. As he fights them in the battle and p- the blows of his arm. So here's the thing. Why, I mean, you think about Sean Foyd and, and the let us worship things all over the world. You think about the movement and that, I mean, really the culture of many, like maybe even the majority of the body of Christ has changed that praise and worship has taken a front seat. And it's not just cultural, like we're trying to have pop music so people feel comfortable. No, this is the weapon of our warfare because the, as the Lord is laying on them his punishing rods; it will be accompanied by the music of the praise and worship of His people. So, rise up, reformers! Go ahead and stand up. Be strong, people of God. <laughs> so, I am just going to have you pray a little prayer with me, and then Brian's going to come up and, and we're going to have a season of prayer. But just just say this together with me: Lord, let your voice be louder than the voice of the enemy, Lord, your the of the enemy. for your words are life to me. I submit myself to you. I, myself. I, resist I resist the enemy and he must flee. I evict every lie, evict every lie. and draw upon, draw upon your supernatural strength to sustain me and give me victory in every, in every battle. In
1: Jesus' name, Jesus. amen. Yeah. Wow, it's like a fire hose this morning, all right? Come on, this is so good. Hey, well, listen, like Charles said, we're going to pray into this. We thought in this season of Charles these messages, in the season of what, our, what our, we're experiencing in the world and in our nation, and especially in our season, we're fasting. We're doing this 40 fast 40. We thought we'd take at least half the service and pray this morning. Is that okay? So we might have you sit down, stand up, sit down, shut up, shout, 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 whatever that, but we're going to interact. Is that all right? Is that okay? So we don't want to do that. So we're going to pray for some number of these areas this morning and really make some declarations, um, some prayers, and we love doing. This. so before they do that I always like to prepare my own heart is that okay so we can pray for ourselves all right like Charles said our conversation so I always go to 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 14 you guys know that if my people my people we are his people right Would humble who are called by his name we would humble ourselves and pray and seek his face come on and turn from our wicked ways then he'd hear from heaven and forgive our sin and what heal our land right how many people know our land needs healed Come on, now more than ever. So let's take a moment. Come on. If you're with family, grab a hand with somebody you're comfortable with or you're close to. And we just want to pray for ourselves. And we're praying even for the church at large. Is that okay? So, Father, we ask you right now. Come on. We humble ourselves before you. Come on, Father. We ask you to forgive us for pride and arrogance. God, wash it off of our hearts and our lives. Are you with me? Come on. God, we pray right now that you would forgive us. Forgive us, God, for ignoring your presence. God, for being unaware of your presence in our lives. Father, forgive us for thoughts that we've entertained. Forgive us for words that we've spoken. Father, forgive us for actions that we've taken that have not brought you glory, God. Come on, Father, forgive us as a people for allowing idolatry, for ungodliness we've allowed, God. Father, forgive us for a lack of fear and a lack of honor for you and your kingdom right now. God, restore our hearts. Come on, lay your hand on your heart. God, we pray for our hearts. Come on, we pray for your church right now. God, open the eyes of our hearts. God, let us hear you. Let us see you now more than ever. God, we pray that you give us clean hands and pure hearts right now in your presence. And God, now we pray, we ask, Father, as we're praying and, and speaking this morning, God, that your eye would be upon us here at Life Center, God, that your ear would be attentive to the cries of our hearts in this place today, in Jesus' name. Can you say amen, church? Come on, can we give my a hand? Thank you, Lord. All right, Abby. Abby's going to come and pray for us. Lots of areas. Come on.
2: Father, we know our prayers and proclamations are like the Iron Dome missiles that rise up and stop what the enemy is doing. And we remember from the beginning of time, you are the creator, you are the one that has dominion in all the earth. And you called us to have dominion with you. So we decree and declare that we will rise up and we will speak out the things in society that you want us to speak out and we will impact government leaders, Leaders in the different mountains of society, we will impact them, Lord, that they will lead according to the founding purposes, the created purposes of our nations and of our world. And we remember, Lord, in our own Declaration of Independence, all men are endowed by their Creator with inalienable rights for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness no government can take those away those are those are rights created by god and the pennsylvania constitution we the people of the commonwealth of pennsylvania grateful to almighty god for the blessings of civil and religious liberty humbly invoke invoke his guidance and we this is the beginning of our constitution we call forth the founding constitutions that are the founding covenants of our nations. And Father, we know leaders of nations that have been threatened. They've been threatened that, they're, that are, they're trying to rise up for your purposes and they're being threatened with economic sanctions and they're being threatened for their own lives and I thank you. I've heard presidents that have been threatened say, if God is for me, who can be against me? Who can be against me? And if I'm threatened for economic sanctions and I'm doing God's purposes, that I see that our economies are growing. And so thank you, God. We're from the state. William Penn founded actually the Parliament of Nations, that there would be a strength between the nations, that they would rise up together. And so, Father, we thank you. This is happening. This is happening in the continents of the world. I've been among parliamentarians that are wanting to join their nations together to bring forth God's purposes. So, God, we decree and declare the foundations, the created purposes that you had for our nation and the nations will come forth. The enemy can't stop it in the name of Jesus. And from our own Mayflower Compact, we are founded for the glory of God. And we will tell the world of the glory of God. And that will come out of this house and of the United States of America to the nations. Amen.
3: Come on, yes. We're going to pray right now for families, marriages, parents, and children. So this is going to apply to everybody right now. So if you're part of a family, remain standing. That would be everyone. And God, I just want to bless God, the family unit today, God. I thank you for its representation and manifestation of who you are in the earth, God. We thank you, God, that you established family to reveal yourself to the earth, God. So we bless every family today, God. We pray, God, for broken families to begin to see restoration coming, God. We pray for deepening in families, God, that there be a respect and an honor for the marriage bed, God. We thank you, God, for what you've established. And we declare, God, a new shining God of the family in America. In Jesus' name, come on. And now for married. If you're married, I want you to stay standing. Everybody else have a seat for a minute. Come on, all the married people, that's most. That's good. God, I bless well, the marriages, God, here in this place, God. I pray for depth and unity. I declare, God, that this would be the arise and shine moment, God, for marriages to stand and look like something, God, that represents you well. Christ is and his church, God, would be well-manifest, well-represented in the marriages, God, of this house, of this region, God. We thank you for what you've said over it, God. Come on, now here's parents. I want parents to remain standing, wherever you are in the room. Come on, it's mostly the same, but we're switching it up a little. Come on, God, I thank you for parents, God. I thank you for the sacrificial life of raising children, God, and pouring out our our own desires, God, to pour into the next generation, God, to raise them to know you, to walk in your ways, God. I pray for wisdom, God. I pray for grace over parents in this season, God. Wisdom to see what you're doing, God, around them and in their family, God. Insight from your throne room, God, to raise their children well. In Jesus' name, Come on in the last one, 22 and younger, I want you standing, everybody else have a seat. If you're sitting down, find one of these young ones around the room, stretch a hand out to them. And God, we bless the children of this house, God. We bless Gen Z for all that you have said over them, God. We say there is hope in a generation. We say this generation will rise up and shine for you were made for such a time as this. Now rise, shine in this time, in this point in history, because you have destiny all over your life, and the enemy will not come and steal, kill, and destroy your generation. In Jesus' name.
4: Hey! Come on, stand up and sing this.
5: your hands, all right? You can stand up, you can stay standing, but I'd like all the business owners to raise their hand. If you have a business, you're a small business owner, a large business owner, entrepreneurs, I'd like to pray over you. Father, I ask you to pour your spirit out on kingdom businesses in this hour. I ask for finances like never before to fund this movement of revival that is happening on the earth. Father, I ask for your breath holy spirit on entrepreneurship during this season let courage and faith rise up inside the entrepreneurs to dream and strategize with you in this dark hour, Father. I thank you for shining favor on this mountain of culture. God, I pray for wisdom where there's been lack in this season. I pray for fresh ideas and innovation where they're stuck. God, I pray for your mind, the mind of Christ. Put your hands on your head. All you business leaders, put your hands on your head. I pray for the mind of Christ over every entrepreneur that you will actually hear Christ's perceptions, that you will hear his thoughts, his intelligence, recovery of all that has been lost. I pray for you to cover, Holy Spirit, each godly business owner with your presence, that they would be living arcs of glory. God, that they would grow in prosperity and security, that they would show the world in this hour what true generosity looks like. God, I pray for favor, favor over these entrepreneurs to stand in positions of influence for our nation, that they would funnel finances into the work of unveiling your love in all the other mountains for such a time as this, in Jesus' name.
6: Amen, I wanna begin with everybody seated. This morning during worship, I saw a father right here in the back. He's about two rows from the back with his newborn child and he's just worshiping. And I begin to think about every child. We all begin that way. And I wanna pray for schools. And as as you are moved in your heart, I want you to stand, okay? So just, just follow me into this prayer. And as you're moved, you're standing because every child right now in this nation, they need us to rise with them. Father, we come before you on behalf of each child in our nation. Jesus, you said, let the little children come unto you. We confess that in this nation, we've not valued, treasured, or taught children in a way that's consistent with your heart. But we declare a shift today from the capital of this, the keystone state of these United States of America. We declare that we will not sit idly by and watch the schemes of the enemy consume this generation. Instead, we choose to stand and declare that each child is created in the image of God. We choose to stand and declare that the enemy's efforts to control the hearts and minds of children will not prevail. We choose instead to stand with this generation believing that creativity trumps control. We cry out this morning for release of your creativity through educators throughout this region and around the world. Right now, I wanna pray that new models, Lord, we pray that new models of kingdom education will be released. And with it, the courage to stand until they're established. We join this morning with the apostles' prayer from Ephesians 1 over each child, each teacher, each homeschool mom, each administrator, each leader, each businessman, each businesswoman who knows that they're called to this. We pray that the eyes of your understanding would be illuminated by the light of God and that your imagination would be flooded with his creativity and Lord all across this room you would raise up those who would fight for children those who would speak truthfully to what they see in them those who would say I see something in you and I will stand with you and I will not back down even when you fail I will not run away from you I will stand with you as a grandmother as a grandfather as a teacher as a coach I will pray with you. In Jesus' name, Lord, we make these declarations and these commitments that we might see a generation of revivalists come after us. In Jesus' name. Lord,
7: come on. Thanks, Matt. Go ahead and have a seat. The next area that we want to pray for is the the sphere of arts, all music, entertainment, communications media and i feel as i was praying and preparing and philosophy so if you are part of any of that sector would you stand up and i want to invite you to join us join me in this, in a a prayer of identificational repentance. Even if you haven't walked away from the Lord, identifying with this segment and asking the Lord for forgiveness and asking the Lord for restoration, is that okay? So if you're around them, stretch out your hand to them and all of us together can join in this prayer with me. It's gonna come up on the screen. Lord, forgive us for turning away from you And being ashamed to glorify you we can all pray this together with them forgive us for our pride and arrogance of heart heal us and restore us to you heal our minds purify our thoughts restore the innocence of our hearts conscience we yield to your creative hand we yield to your creative heart we yield to your creative word we yield to your creative truth that has the power to set us free we repent for distorting your truth help us Lord we need you and we break all allegiance with the spirit of Jezebel and its narrative and we bind ourselves to the spirit of the living God and we bow before you sovereign Lord So I pray over you and over these spheres that God would restore the creative skill of Bezalel to restore the beauty of the Lord in all manner of craftsmanship. And I pray over you that God would restore wisdom and wonder of Solomon to be wise builders of a place for his manifest dwelling. And I pray over you in this sphere that god would restore the heart of david to be tender before the lord but mighty against all manner of evil and i pray over you in this fear that god would restore the spirit of elijah with heaven's truth seared on your tongue and a new boldness branded on your hearts against all lies against all injustice and against the antichrist propaganda thank you lord thank you lord so i speak the creative word of god and call to your innermost being and i declare over you in this industry that you are a chosen generation that you are a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people called out of darkness into his marvelous light so i commission you right now to arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Come on, let's just stand to our feet all together. Let's just give the Lord a great shout of agreement, and a great shout of victory, and a great shout of praise. So be it, Lord.
0: Okay, I wanna send you out. I feel like we did something today. You might think, well, that wasn't much prayer. No, this is fuel for your prayer. And this is a season of fasting so that when we come together and pray, you come with revelation, and rather than just in survival mode, you're in revival mode. So I'm gonna give you a commission. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who's made us, we are his. Enter his gates with thanksgiving every day, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. And I declare over you that you will see this. The Lord is good, his mercy endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations May the Lord bless you, may you shine bright, may you not lose your voice, and just remember when you speak the truth, speak it in love, be very kind, love the person before you. We Our warfare's not against people, it's against spirits. Bless you, Life Center, carry the glory of the Lord. Go have a great week and we're gonna continue in Jesus' name, amen. and bless the group in boca they moved into a little bigger room today and uh also if you need prayer for healing there is power here to heal to deliver and to save you need saving you need turnaround you need breakthrough there will be a ministry team here and the grace of god to meet you amen